Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Grip 6. Grip 6 is uh, it's going to change the way you look at your socks. Really will. Their wool is moisture wicking. What, what does that mean? It sucks the moisture out. Uh, it's naturally antibacterial. It means you can wear them for several days in a row and they won't stink. I mean, who wears socks several days in a row? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. That. Look, here's the thing. I wear Grip 6 socks. My wife wears Grip 6 socks. They're really good. I really like them. They hold up. Um, you know, they don't, they just, they don't wear out uh, quickly. They keep your feet cool. Uh, and they're great, uh, you know, from Rocky Mountain states. Their socks are knitted in a factory in Utah. Throw out the old wool socks and try these. Grip 6, you're going to love them. Grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. You know, I we just were talking about this yesterday, and I asked a guest uh, who was on the program, do you really think Disney learned their lesson? And he said, and I've heard this everywhere, and it would make sense, you know, they've lost billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars. 50 billion. 50 billion dollars. Since the war with Florida began. Right. Uh, and then on top of it, they were the most trusted ba- brand. Uh, it was in the 70% of just trust Disney. Nobody was even close. They lost 30 or 40 points on that. I think yesterday. it was 50. 50 yeah, points. 50 some points. Okay. They didn't learn their lesson. Yesterday, they came out with their new LGBTQ clothing line for children. A new clothing line features the rainbow pride flag printed on t-shirts, baby clothes, bracelets, sweater socks, backpacks, and other items. It is made specifically for children. So they didn't learn their lesson. But this is where I want to start. Not with Disney, but the war on our children. You need to understand this is not a passing fad. This is one side left standing. Who who are your kids going to trust two years from now? Are they going to trust you or are they going to trust the public school that is now turned against them? We're going to talk about the war on our children in 60 seconds. Oh, 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 oh. 
LifeLock. You know, kids can be targets of identity theft, just like adults can. This is why I have LifeLock. Um, I've had it for my kids since they were born. We took out uh, we took out LifeLock insurance for them, so they could monitor their social security numbers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when they become of age and they're going to get a credit card or want to try to go buy their first car or whatever <laughs> buy their first car oh that's funny um they, they'd be able to uh you know have good credit the other reason why we have lifelock is my wife fell for a scam uh online pa- paypal she wasn't paying attention and said hey you need to update your uh, uh pass uh password and information just click here she clicked on it she gave him social security number. She gave him the passcode, everything. And then as she hit send, she went, oh, wait a minute. That's not really PayPal. Uh, and so the first thing she did was call LifeLock. Before she called PayPal, she called LifeLock and said, I just did something really stupid. And they said, don't worry about it. Everybody is falling for these things right now. Um, they you know, made sure that our insurance was good so we could fight it. We have a, a, attorneys. Uh, they they did everything. They said, we'll alert you if we see it. Thank you for alerting us. Now go call PayPal. LifeLock, you need it. Identity threat, threats, uh, threats are everywhere. Nobody can stop them all, but LifeLock is the best. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, save 25%. Now, I want to give you a, uh, a story from the New York Times today. Orange County, California, in New York City, the nation's largest school district, has lost some 50,000 students over the past two years. In Michigan, enrollment remains more than 50,000 below pandemic levels from big cities to the rural peninsula. In the suburbs of Orange County, California, where families have moved for generations to be part of the public school system, Enrollment has slid for the second consecutive year. Statewide, more than a quarter million public school students have dropped from California's rolls since 2019. And since school funding is tied directly to enrollment, cities have lost many students, including Denver, Albuquerque, Oakland. They're now considering combining classrooms, laying off teachers, or shutting down entire schools. Altogether, reporting the New York Times, America's public schools have lost at least 1.2 million students since 2020. State enrollment figures show no sign of a rebound. Broad decline is already underway in the nation's public school system as rates of birth and immigration have fallen. (laughs) Immigration has fallen? (laughs) Uh, Particularly in the cities. But the coronavirus supercharged that drop in a way experts could not even say could easily be reversed. Quoting the New York Times, no overriding explanation has emerged yet for the widespread drop off. But experts do point to two potential causes. One, parents have become so fed up with remote instruction and mask mandates that they started homeschooling their children or sending them to private or parochial schools that largely remained open during the pandemic. However, there is another option. According to the New York Times, other families have been thrown into such turmoil by pandemic-related job losses that they may be homeless (laughs) Or school closures that their children just simply drop out. 
-hmm. Now educators and school officials are confronting a potentially harsh future of lasting setbacks in learning, hardened inequalities in education, and smaller budgets. This has been a seismic hit to the public education system, says the director of the lab at George Washington University. Student outcomes are low. Habits have been broken. School finances are really shaken. School finances are shaken? How much money did you get in COVID relief? You asked for like $50 billion, and I think you got like $120 billion. And schools were like, what do we do with this? Higher equity and uh, diversity training people. Okay, so here it is. The New York Times is saying, wait, you know, we don't know. It's a bad problem. It's a very, very bad problem. And we don't know what might have caused this. Well, let me give you one story also in the news today. Strangely, not in the New York Times. Last year, the school district of Philadelphia encouraged teachers to attend a conference on kink, BDSM, trans sex, and, quote, banging beyond binaries, end quote. It was July 2021. The District Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, what? Oh, they good thing they got all that money from the government. Sent invitations to the Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference to teachers and staff on the Philadelphia Connect mailing list, promoting a conference as a way to learn more about the issues facing the trans community. The conference was organized by the Mazzoni Center, an LGBTQ activist organization. Uh, forgive me, but that's how they describe themselves. I, I, I'm worried about the two plus people myself. Um, they've, um, they are working currently and have worked with the Philadelphia School District on sexual education programs. Now, <clears throat> videos that are publicly accessible, at least right now, on their website show that the conference went a little further than the school district's euphemism about issues facing the trans community. The event included sessions on topics such as the adolescent pathway, preparing your young people for gender-affirming care. Excuse the language here, but bigger dick energy. Prosthetics for sex. The ins and outs of masturbation sleeves. And transsex banging beyond binaries. It's beautiful, it's tender, and it's, no, it's what I want my teacher of my kids to attend. I feel totally comfortable. Other presentations at the Trans Wellness Conference involved explicit sexual themes, as if those weren't. Chase Ross, a transgender activist and YouTuber, hosted a series on Packers. I don't even want to know what those are. The most extreme presentation of the three-day conference was trans sex. Jamie Joy uh, led that. She's a self-described kinky, polyamorous, pretty big slut. And Lucy Fielding, who also is self-described as white, queer, kinky, polyamorous, visibly able-bodied, Jewish, Jewish, witchy, non-binary, and a trans femme. Those were the people that led uh, the discussion on the politically correct anatomical language 
to use in school, including, remember, the politically correct anatomical language such as the front hole and the back hole. Also, they shared personal information about organizing orgies for participants to explore their fantasies and perversions in groups. Uh, Now, remember, this is not a fringe activity. The center that organized it receives more than $5 million in government contracts. That's last year. They run the sexuality programs in schools throughout Pennsylvania. The school district in Philadelphia has partnered with the Center on Sexual Health Research and uh, student sexual education programs. So there you go. Um, Now, back to that unrelated story in the New York Times. Uh, Kids are leaving public school and they can't figure out why. Do you think it's because, um, Pat, uh, of all the homelessness yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that would be my you, guess. You, it'd be your guess. Yeah, be your guess. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, um, in a in a completely unrelated story, um, a uh, a teacher, a married Pennsylvania high school director, was arrested for a sexual relationship with a female student after her irate husband alerted administrators. She was taken into custody and hit with two counts of sexual activity with a 17-year-old student. Her husband, who did freelance work for the school's music department, found incriminating messages on his wife's iPad after coming home from a recent trip to Florida. Um, He immediately alerted the principal. According to reports, uh, his wife declined to immediately turn herself in. She surrendered after she sang in a local concert. Um, remarkably, this school has had this happen before. In fact, the woman who was having sex with a female teenage student replaced um, the the predecessor of her, the Jonathan Piano, uh, Pirano. He's 37. He also was charged with sexual misconduct with students. Uh, He allegedly had an affinity for tickling the feet of his students and forming inappropriate close relationships with them. His criminal case is pending. How many of your teachers tickled your feet all uh, the time? Back in the day. All the time. I think all of mine, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except for the homeroom teacher. Mm -hmm. Everybody else tickled my feet. By the way, I don't I don't want to leave the impression that. You know, what I told you about that conference where the mm-hmm. teachers were invited to go and explore their kink mm-hmm. happened in Philadelphia and the Pennsylvania school districts. Um, and I don't want to leave the impression just because these two teachers are from the Pennsylvania school districts. It, it, I don't know that they attended that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have just been sexual predators on their own. You know, they may not have needed any training. So I don't want to besmirch the people who, you know, held that conference and tie them in to these two. No, I'd be wrong. It would be wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, I can't imagine why. Get your kids out of school. Mm -hmm. Get your kids out of school. Our kids are under attack. They, They are absolutely under attack. If they get our kids to believe these things, 
There is no morality. There are no more lines. They are teaching your kids that you are not trustworthy, that you need to have a bond with the teacher beyond your parents. Geez, what could go wrong with that? I have to tell you, if I found, you know, my brother, my sister, having a conversation with my children that involves sex at all, and they said, this is just our little secret. Oh, man. I, I don't care mm. if it's straight sex, whatever. Get out of my house. You are a danger to my family. That it wouldn't happen in my family, let alone a teacher. Oh, that's definitely not grooming. Really? You're grooming my children not to trust me. By the way. Um, I saw a story today. I didn't pull it. I've got to pull it for tomorrow. I'll share it with you tomorrow. Um, there is a, a, a school that now says 80% of their children, 80% are transgender. 80%. Isn't that weird? Science says uh, that it's 0.7% of the population. Mm-hmm. But uh, schools are finding out that's wrong. That's it's wrong. more like 80. Huh? It's more like 80. 80. I don't huh. know what's causing that. Wow. That's um, but that is weird. We should just a little high. We should mutilate their bodies and uh-huh. immediately pump them uh, full of uh, hormones. Hormones. We, uh, I mean, Absolutely. I think it should the only be thing done. You can do. It is the right thing to do. And if yeah. you disagree with that, you should be destroyed. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. By the way, I have some good news. I have an answer to the New York Times uh, where those kids are going. I actually have the evidence of where they're going. Coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about American Financing. If you think mortgage rates are high now, think back to the way they were in the uh, 1980s. Yesterday, the Fed came out and said there is no stop. There is no number high enough for interest rates. We will get this inflation under control. Uh-huh. Well, back in the 80s when, when inflation wasn't this bad uh, and we hadn't made the mistakes that we have made now, uh, that was uh, 19% interest. Can you even imagine what that will do to the, the heart of the economy? Okay, so anyway, um, please pay off your high interest debt, especially your credit cards. They're at 20% right now, 20% interest rate. Every single month, pay those things off. American Financing can show you how to do it, please. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Mm. Wow. Wow, now... Let me give you some let me give you another story completely unrelated to the New York Times or any shenanigans. I mean, let's be real. That's what they are. These shenanigans that are being overhyped uh, by these teachers unions and the, the gay agenda. <laughs> I mean, what a conspiracy theory. Let me give you some good news. In the same week, the New York Times was digging for any kind of dirt it could toss at Hillsdale College and their charter school initiative. A new DOE rule went into effect. By the way, my slogan is, you know, we've used that entertainment enlightenment uh, thing for a long time. My new slogan on my show is 
abolish the Department of Education. I'm not sure it's going to drive a lot of people to the show, but you never know. A new uh, Department of Education rule went into effect. The rule added some 14 pages of federal regulations on the traditionally local process of charter school application, approval, and administration. Among other things, the rules would give school boards and community leaders a unilateral veto over new school uh, applications. Okay, so what what the DOE is saying is, hey, we just want to work together as a community in these new charter schools. And look, you have to partner with a local school. And that local school, if they are okay with you starting a charter school, then we are too. We are too. Just share all of the information that you have with them. Uh, and, uh, and then we're totally cool. Really? So Walmart could build a new Walmart as long as Target says it's okay. That's fantastic. Okay, so here's here's why this is happening. Uh, this is happening because charter schools are successful. 69% of the 3.6 million students, this is according to the New York Times, that go to charter schools, 69% of them are students of color, two-thirds from low-income households. According to the National Alliance on Public Charter Schools, charter school enrollment, now, remember, 2021, 2019, public schools, their membership went down, and they can't mm-hmm. figure out homelessness. According to the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools, charter schools enrollment has increased 7.1%. While public schools have seen a 3.3% decrease, a drop of nearly 1.5 million students. Well, those are the exact numbers of the public schools that the New York Times gave. Why didn't they talk about the (laughs) 7.1% increase of charter schools? Charter schools are not governed by school boards or teachers unions, but by their unique charter and founding board. So last thing we can have happen is students get a good education, one not controlled by the federal government. Abolish the Department of Education. Also, money has to follow the students. The best thing, the best line I read in the New York Times today was these schools may close. They're not funded well enough. They may just close. Good. Good. Let them close. They are destroying our children and destroying, honestly, the future of our country. Close them down. Pull your kids out now. The Glenn Beck Program. So uh, there are several reasons why I'm sleeping better. Um, but many of them have to do with my pillow. I can't believe I'm the guy on the air saying this about my pillow. And because really, honestly, I, I was going to turn the stuff down because I didn't think I was going to like it. Mike Lindell sent me a pillow and I'm like, okay, I'll sleep on it. I slept on it one night. I didn't like it. He comes in and he's like, you really don't like it, do you? And I'm like, nah, I can't do your ads. And he said, you have the wrong pillow. Let me send you the other one. Sent the other one. I came back. He was gone. I came back like a week later, and I'm like, geez, I got to take the advertisements because I like it. And then I got his Giza Dream Sheets. I love those. Crap. I'm the guy now going, my pillow. Uh, MyPillow.com. 
I love them. I love them. Try them. 60-day money-back guarantee. Just try it. And if you use my promo code BECK, you'll also receive a copy of Mike Lindell's book for free with your purchase. It's two for one right now. Check out all of the deals at MyPillow.com promo code BECK or call uh, 800-966-3117. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, live or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program tonight at nine, a uh, Glenn Beck Wednesday night special. The Biden crime family. Why Hunter's secrets are really all about Joe. They're doing everything they can to bury this. Now that it's out, they're trying to make it about uh, Hunter. It's not. It's about Joe Biden and a crime family. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you're not a member of the Blaze yet, will you please join us? We'd love to have you part of the family, and we really need your support. BlazeTV.com. BlazeTV.com. You can see it tonight while well, it lasts on Blaze TV YouTube. Uh, and uh, join us tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. One of the guys I've wanted to talk to for months is a guy who was born into a military family, Air Force. Um, and uh, he's, a, he's a really, I think... A decent American that was caught in kind of a Hitchcockian sort of uh, film because somebody walked into his computer repair store uh, and said, hey, can you uh, can you fix this? Well, that was Hunter Biden, and his life has been an absolute hell ever since. He's on with us now. John Paul Mac Isaac. Uh, uh, Isaac, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet. Um, so can you tell me, this This whole thing started on a Friday night, and Hunter Biden walks into your shop, right? Yeah, it was uh, Friday, April 12th, about 10 minutes before I closed. And uh, on a Friday night, I was kind of excited to get out of the shop. Uh, unfortunately, that excitement was uh, shot down when uh, Hunter walked in clutching three liquid-damaged MacBook Pros that he wanted to get data recovery from. Did he? Um, uh, did you know who he was at first? No, I'm, I'm visually impaired. So okay. I, when people walk in the store, I can't really see who they are. Uh, it's, it wasn't until uh, I started collecting his personal information and I requested his name and, and phone number okay. and email uh, that he... Uh, and he was surprised that I didn't recognize him instantly. I, I guess he thinks he's some sort of local celebrity. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, take us through what happened. You had the laptops and you were asked to take all of this information off the uh, hard drive. When you do that, normally, do you see what's on the hard drive or is it just a transfer? Well, in a, in a perfect world, if it's uh, if it's say a transfer from a perfectly healthy machine to whatever the customer wants me to transfer it to, that process is generally automated. Um in this case, the, the, the one laptop that I was able to recover data from and that I actually checked in, uh, that was a liquid-damaged machine. It had power and stability issues. So I started to do a transfer, and the power cut out on it. So I had to basically piecemeal the transfer over the next couple of days where I'd get it to power on long enough for me to manually drag a folder to drop it to our secure store server, in that process, because it's not automated and there's no automatic verification process, 
I had to verify that the data I was copying was intact. And it's in that verification process that I was made aware that uh, there was some sensitive, embarrassing, and potentially criminal material on the laptop. Okay, so you fixed it, and you expected him to come back, and you weren't going to do anything with the laptop, right? Well, at that point in time, uh, you know, I, I completed the repair on April 16th or 15th. I gave him a ring to have him drop off an external hard drive so that I could transfer the data back. And he did. He came into the shop, dropped off a two-terabyte Western digital external hard drive, I believe he got from Best Buy. And I proceeded to copy the data that I recovered to that drive. He also requested that I uh, pay him electronically through the Square uh, Mm -hmm. credit card processing, which sends out an email and then an automated reminder. I then proceeded to call him the next day to let him know it was ready. And then I continued to proceed to call him to let him know it was ready uh, for a couple weeks after that and never got a response again. So after 90 days, what happens to the laptop? Uh, it, after 90 days on the paperwork that he signed, it clearly states that after 90 days, the, the, any abandoned property becomes the property of the Mac shop. So okay. when it became my property, I wanted to make sure what I had seen was real because I hadn't looked at the laptop during that entire time. And I think it was mid July where I finally dove into it. And that's when I, because mainly because Barisma and Hunter were in the news cycle yeah. during the summer. Yeah. Uh, I was very concerned that, A, somebody would come looking for the embarrassing content. Uh, when he dropped off the laptop, his dad wasn't running for president. Right. But two weeks later, his dad's running for president. And I fully expected the Secret Service to kick down my door and take the laptop and me away. It, it's That's not terrifying. unheard of. And I think, I think we've seen uh, demonstrated uh. recently that the Secret Service is the Biden's cleaner service. So I, I had a legitimate fear. And then also my concern that there was material on the laptop that was part of a criminal investigation. And so, so you, you I, gave it to the FBI. You, at this point, still trusted the FBI somewhat. I trusted, I trusted the FBI enough to know that this was the proper channel. This is what I had to do. I didn't, uh, after witnessing what happened to Roger Stone uh, that previous January, uh, having witnessing the uh, weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI of mm-hmm. the Mueller investigation, mm-hmm. I, I was definitely concerned. So um, that's why I enlisted my father, who's 31-year career military colonel, to go to the Albuquerque FBI because I didn't. I was trying to keep myself out of this like a secret. I had a business and a, a place in my community. Sure. I didn't want to lose any of that. So I enlisted my father. He approached the Albuquerque. Uh, I want to say it was October 8th uh, of 2019, the um, Albuquerque FBI office, and he was promptly kicked out. Uh, he was asked to lawyer up and don't talk about this. And Holy cow. He made, he made an effort to try to get them to drive, and they seemed not interested whatsoever in, in, in touching it with a 10-foot pole. So uh, we've, we felt pretty defeated at that point, and it was about a month later when an FBI agent reached out to my father in an effort to get a hold of me. A couple of weeks after that, I had the FBI meet me at my house. I expressed my concerns for my safety and what I was hoping to achieve by going to the FBI, which was basically get this thing out of my shop right. and give me some level of protection. If, if somebody comes looking for it, I want a phone number that I can call and you know, I'm, I'm have someone that I can reach out to should something go bad. When, and, when, when this finally broke in the New York Post... You were destroyed. 
your business was destroyed. You were, I, what was it, 51 different intelligence um, uh, experts signed a statement saying that this was Russian disinformation, which made you, you know, in league with the Russians. Uh, yeah. I know because we reached out to you and you were like, I'm just trying to get out of here. I don't want to do any interviews. I want to get out of here. How afraid for your life were you? Uh, it, you know, it, it really started the morning of October 14th. Uh, the New York Post released a story at 630 in the morning, and I was getting death threats by about you know 645. Uh, so it didn't take long for people to make the connection. And then it really didn't. Initially, it was, you know, I'm a hacker. I'm a thief. How can I do this? Yeah. Uh, then then it, the narrative slowly shifted to, you know, Putin thanks you for your service and, you know, you're a stooge for Russia. And, and to have that that idea out there that I colluded with a foreign power to affect an election, I mean, that's that's treasonous. And, you know, I come from a very distinguished military family. And to have that, uh, have the label traitor attached to my name is just, it's, it's devastating for me. Did you ever, ever think that your country would do this to you? No, I, I didn't. I really did not expect uh, what I witnessed on October 14th. I mean, within three hours of the Post releasing the story, there was this digital iron curtain that descended uh, around the story and anybody trying to report on it. The New York Post was blocked from Twitter for two weeks. I to see that level of, of collaboration and collusion, I, I figured out rather quickly that this had to be something they, they were prepared for. They were waiting for this to happen. And I think uh, when Zuckerberg was dragged before Congress, uh, what, on October 25th, and he said that the FBI reached out in late summer to uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Google to warn them of a massive dump of foreign intelligence that's going to affect the election, uh, and to be ready for it. And I can only imagine that that was because on August 28th is when I overnighted a copy of Hunter's Drive to Rudy Giuliani's office. And if they had the next week, the FBI warned them, it kind of begs the question, who was under surveillance? Was I being monitored or was the uh, office of the uh, president of the United States being monitored? You, uh, you recently filed a lawsuit against uh, Adam Schiff. And I just I want to say I love you for that. Uh, CNN, The Daily Beast, Politico. Why are you suing these guys? Well, I, I think Adam Schiff is, is pretty clear. He had no problem going on uh, Wolf Blitzer on I, what, the, eight, uh, the 16th of October to tell the American people that this was a operation run out of the Kremlin. Um, he's supposed to be the chair of the Intelligence Committee, uh, but he was handed zero intelligence. If anything, the intelligence community at the time was trying to convey that this had nothing to do with Russia. And uh, he went on, on the news anyway to, to spread this narrative. And I think that that's a major problem because that the narrative that was spread is the narrative that seems to be sticking for a lot of things. Let's blame Russia. Let's blame Russia for the 2016 election. Let's blame Russia for collusion with Trump. And they tried it again, except I'm the last person you could ever possibly call a Russian. My family has a history of fighting during the entirety of the Cold War against communism. So I think they just chose the wrong guy. You sound pretty together, and I'm glad to hear that. Um, I, um, uh, we, we prayed for you. I think a lot of people in the country prayed for you. Um, I'm doing a special tonight on how this is about Joe Biden. 
uh, I'm not sure how much of the laptop you read because it's yours, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the FBI has it now. I, I gave it to them. They gave me a receipt for it. But you uh, don't wait. I, a minute, I, wait. You'll never get it back. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, you have a copy of it, though, didn't you? I mean, I would. Mm-hmm. I've seen you did. Well, okay, good. Did I you? I made a copy. Yeah. I made two copies before I went to the FBI. I made a copy to give to my father so he could go to the FBI with it. I also made a copy to give to a, a close friend of mine who, should anything happen to me, she had a, explicit instructions to hand deliver this to the one person that was in the Ukraine during the summer of 2019, looking up the same information that mm-hmm. I was in possession of, and that was Rudy Giuliani. And this was a decision I made back in October, early October of 2019. So time passes, almost a year goes by, and it turns out that that would be the same drive that I would mail to Rudy Giuliani. I am in possession of my father's copy, which predates Rudy. So if there's any question out there of any data that's been erroneously or maliciously added to any copies that are out there, we have a copy that predates Rudy's that we can always compare it to. And I've definitely offered that as options to anybody who uh, questions the integrity of the data. That's you know, out there. the media says that they are, you know, they're, yeah, we, we, we realize now it wasn't a Russian operative, you know, a Russian operative and a Russian op. Um, however, they're making this about the son, not the father. This is clearly about the father, don't you think? Uh, that was my concern. I mean, yeah. the concerns I had for national security weren't about Hunter. I mean, sure, there was like, wow, this guy's getting incredibly reckless with this technology. I wouldn't be surprised if the Russians had a copy of his laptop or the Chinese had a copy of the laptop. So, yeah, there was that level of Hunter-based national security. But to see how Blue Star Strategies was on a weekly basis sending information directly from the White House, not the vice president's office, but the White House, all policies towards Ukraine, anything that had to do with Ukraine, including the vice president's travel schedule, which Mm. should be a state secret, was being sent in the open, not secured to private Ukrainian citizens that were running a natural gas company that employed the vice president's son. That was a concern of mine, because this is stuff that you shouldn't send out in the open, and you shouldn't send to somebody yep. that's going to financially benefit your offspring. And now that we are involved in war, I, I question everything that is, is mm-hmm. going on. I, I can't thank you enough, uh, John. And is there, is there a way for people to help? I know that there's a uh, give, send, go, because you are under tremendous financial pressure. Um, and I think you can just go to give, send, go, build back. Mac, Isaac, uh, I S A A C. Is that is that the best way that people help you? You know, uh, my friend Kristen, I didn't. I've never wanted to profit off of my actions during this entire process. Uh, even even when it came to mailing a copy of the drive to Rudy Giuliani's office, right. I refused to take a credit card because I did not want. I've seen yep. how money can pervert noble efforts. Yep. I did not want to fall into that trap. And I still was kind of reluctant to go with any form of fundraising because, again, I made my bet. I'll lay in it. I don't right, right, right. people to foot the bill. My friend convinced me, plus Miranda Devine informed me that you know my, my, uh, any money that I plan to achieve through my book will probably take a while to get there. So I needed to do something or I'm not going to survive this. Okay. And we need, I need to survive this so I can continue to fight. So my friend set up my gifts and go for me, and I'm grateful. Actually, I, I do want to say how I am completely astounded by the support that I've received, not just monetarily, but prayers and just general support from 
all walks of life and all corners of this country. I'm glad. And I can and I can tell you, I that support's given me the strength to make it this far because it got pretty dark like a year and so ago. And you know, I just if it wasn't for this the the support from the American people, I wouldn't have the strength to continue this fight. And John, now I know how big this fight is. I I gotta go. I'm against a network break. I'd love to have you on again. Give send go build back Mac Isaac back in a minute. Uh, let me tell you about. Uh, uh, let me tell you quickly about uh, real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. If you're looking to buy or sell a house right now, it can be dicey. You could be, you know, getting too little for your house and then paying too much for the next house. You need somebody with real experience. We'll find those people in your area for you. All you have to do is go to real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com free service to you. Real estate agents. I trust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I really want you to uh, go to Give, Send, Go if you can. Build back Mac, Isaac. Uh, it is so important. This guy lost his entire life. Uh, he had a very successful business. He had to shut his business down. He had to move away from his lifelong community. Mm. This is this is a bad episode. This guy fought back. Let's help him get back. Give, send, go. Build back Mac Isaac. I-S-A-A-C. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have uh, yet another, um, I think, Hero, a guy being heroic is just now standing up and saying what is true. Uh, and we are seeing more and more people do that. And more and more people are starting to win in lawsuits and everything else. Times are changing and they're changing quickly. Um, we have the former director of data science at the uh, Tom, uh, Thomson uh, Reuters labs. Um, he was fired by Thomson Reuters. Because he came out and said, hey, you know, there's some things going on with the company and uh, on Black Lives Matter. And I just want you to know I'm a numbers guy. And this is all based on a lie. Uh, And uh, he was fired. (laughs) He's he's fighting back now. He's pursuing legal remedies over his firing. And I wish him all the best. He's going to be on with us here in just a second. Stand by. Last night was the primary, and some results are in. Uh, 
McCormick and uh, Oz, Mamet Oz, are virtually tied still in uh, Pennsylvania in that Senate race. Looks like uh, Kathy Bernard is going to come in a somewhat distant third. Yeah, and what she did of, well, but she's not right. going to win. And the reason why, in one of the districts, the the most uh, contested district, uh, they had uh, problems with the ballots. You know, just some, <sighs> huh, just some problems. Interesting. Uh, Good heavens. Also, Brian Smith lost in Idaho to the incumbent Mike Simpson, which sucks. Oh, that totally sucks. Guy, guy wants to remove four dams uh, from oh. the Snake River. Uh, And Madison Cawthorn in North Carolina, apparently his naked grinding on another man in bed video Uh, was a little much for people to Can I tell you something? I actually believe him. Do you? I actually believe him. I want to, now that he's out, (laughs) he's out. I want you on. I want you to name names. I would like to know. That would be fun. Uh, Not really. Not really. Let's get it out. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get it out there. Uh, So those are the uh, quick results here. More on that in just a second. Stand by. We're going to share a story of another hero, and all you have to do to be a hero now is just stand up and tell the truth, Uh, because most people aren't willing to do that today. I'm going to share um, somebody with you here in just a second. First, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. Last hour, uh, I was talking about um, schools and what's happening in our schools. It is a nightmare what is happening. you got to get your kids out of schools. Well, I can't teach them. You know, I wish I would have known about the Tuttle Twins when my kids were young enough. The Tuttle Twins books are fantastic. Are you familiar with these, Pat? I'm not. They are so good. Um, This is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business book. And uh, it's basically a business book. But because it's for kids, they, you know, they want to start a theater. They want to start their own theater and do, you know, plays and everything else. So this actually teaches kids how the capitalist system works. Uh, And it's really entertaining, it's good. You would think that it would be a bore fest, but it's not, it's really good. Your kids are gonna know more than anybody, anybody, most adults on how to start a business. I want you to get this book for free. All you do is pay for shipping. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's the cost of shipping for uh, for their book, Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. These are must-have books in every home. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So, how would you feel if you wrote this? I believe the Black Lives Matter movement arose out of a passionate desire to protect black people from racism and move our whole society towards healing from a legacy of centuries of brutal oppression. Unfortunately, over the past few years, I have grown more and more concerned about the damage that the movement is doing to many low-income black communities. I have avidly followed the research on the movement and its impacts, which have led me to the conclusion that the claim at the heart of the movement that police are more readily shooting black people is false and likely responsible for thousands of black people being murdered in the most disadvantaged communities in our country. Over the last few years, I've seen the support for BLM grow within our own company. Now, this is an internal thing. A search of the uh, hub shows dozens of messages and uh, posts in support of BLM, including an entire series of official uh, Thompson Reuters events supporting BLM and organized in cooperation with BLM organizers. A similar search of Reuters news 
shows extensive positive and uncritical news coverage of the BLM movement. Unfortunately, in both our internal discussion and external coverage, there seems to be a near absolute failure to examine the scholarly research coming out of the most respected institutions in our country. Okay, so you write that. It's very reasonable. It's not bomb throwing. And you're fired for it. Now, I want to I want to introduce you to uh, somebody who was fired for he wrote this. His name is Zach Kriegman. He is the former director of data science at the Thomson Reuters labs. I want to make a couple of things really, really clear here. He was in the applied research division, which is the uh, business information services company. Um, and he was, I believe, working on things uh, like um, machine learning, etc. But he's a numbers guy. He has nothing to do with the Reuters news agency. That's another division. So he he didn't have an editorial position or any anything like it. He just posted this on the company website. Uh, and because he was talking internally, look, these things are wrong. He was fired. He is on with us now. Zach, hi, how are you? Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Um, and I have watched your story now for a while in amazement because this was not a bomb throwing uh, article. Why did you write it? Yeah, I really wrote it because, like exactly what you just uh, described from my article, I was concerned about, uh, one, how radically our our reporting was diverging from the actual facts and the new, uh, uh, you know, and as, as being sort of uncovered in academia and these top research institutions, and two, how that was contributing to this wave of violent crime, including the murders of thousands of black people, um, and I just didn't feel ethically that I could continue working at the company when we were sort of spreading these falsehoods that were having such a devastating impact on so many people. So, um, I mean, you're in you're in research, uh, data research, I imagine, is part of what yep. you do. Yeah. So did anyone yep. I know if somebody in my company uh, who I knew was good with data <clears throat> was coming uh, published something at uh, you know blaze internal and they said you know w- what glenn is talking about he has the numbers wrong uh first of all i would you know be like why didn't you just come to me but if they couldn't get to me or whatever i would at least reach out to them and go okay can you take me through this what numbers are you seeing what is we certainly wouldn't fire you um, I mean, right. unless you had a deep agenda, you know, and and um, and your numbers were wrong. Did anyone come to you at all in the organization and say, walk me through this? Uh, no one. No one said any of that. Um, and, it's just, and it's just amazing. Like, like you said, this is a news company, one of the biggest news companies in the entire world. Uh, so you'd expect that they would be interested in actually sort of having a at least an internal discussion to make sure that they were reporting uh, truth instead of falsehood. Well, and, yeah, no one came and said, Let, you know, walk me through it. In fact, there was no substantive criticism of my article whatsoever or my post whatsoever. So the the other thing is, is not you're just you're a news organization. Again, you didn't work for the news organization. Did the news organization see your post? 
I'm sorry, what was the question? Did the news organization see your post? Could they have seen your post? I mean, I assume they have. Um, but, I, I mean, I posted it to, so the hub is the company-wide internal sort of platform for collaboration and having these wide-ranging discussions, including work issues and other social issues like this. There was a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff posted on that. The newsroom uh, and, and Reuters you know, uses the hub as well. And they would post things all the time. Um, and, you know, I, ha- and I worked with the newsroom on a number of projects. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it, I, the, this, the, my post was available to the entire company to sort of spark this discussion. So when did you know you were in trouble? Yeah. Um, well, as soon as I, as soon as I posted this, basically it made me the target of this barrage of uh, intensely hateful personal attacks, but also like highly racialized attacks. So, uh, you know, I was told that I had, as a white person, I had no place criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement, ironically, by almost all white people who were saying this. Uh, they said that they were embarrassed and ashamed of me for doing so. They told me that my summary of the academic literature was white splaining, <laughs> as if only white people are interested in facts and statistics. Uh, sort of a shockingly racist thing to say. They, you know, they called me a troll and confused and laughable that I wasn't even worth attempting to have an intelligent conversation with. They even compared me to a sympathizer for the Ku Klux Klan. Um, so, you know, I knew things were bad <laughs> at that point. But um, you know, and, and I think it just goes to show how emboldened. Um, these Black Lives Matter supporters were that they felt, you know, totally free to go on the attack like that. And it really sort of highlights how sort of how sort of uh, pervasive this sort of racial ideology had become within the company itself. So then I assume a boss came to you. Yeah. So my immediate supervisor, uh, pulled me aside and said, look, I'm, I was really surprised that you, you know, you, you, you posted something like that for discussion. (laughs) Um, you know, and I think it will, I think it could really harm your progression in the company. I think it will, you know, make it harder for you to work to people. Unbelievable. It's going to make it harder for you to sort of like continue, you know, growing as a leader within the company. Um, and then, once HR, you know, once I posted and HR saw the kind of racialized bullying that was directed at me, um, they ended up censoring the whole article, censoring any kind of criticism at all of the Black Lives Matter and just shutting the conversation down entirely. Um, and then they actually called me to tell me that if I complained about this sort of racialized bullying uh, on any company communication channels, that they would fire me. And then that's exactly what they did. Did you complain on any other company channels? Oh, yeah. So after they told me that, I left that part out. After they told me that, I was like, holy smokes. So not only are we reporting these falsehoods that are getting thousands of black people murdered, um, or at least contributing to that, um, but now we're, we're not even allowed to talk about the facts uh, uh, behind uh, po- about police bias 
within internally to the organization, that means it's going to be impossible for us to ever correct the falsehoods because the first step you have to be able to have a conversation to realize. Right. So I was like, well, you know, HR told me that they would fire me, but surely, you know, senior leadership, if I make them aware of this and, you know, who knows what they're, you know, this is a large company. They, they're not necessarily aware of all these, you know, personnel issues and conversations going on. But if I make them aware of this, surely they'll, Right, or at least at least there's a chance that they would. Right. right? So I sent an email out to senior leadership and to my colleagues, uh, basically describing what had happened, describing the racialized bullying, describing how it had shut down um, a conversation about the facts of police violence and how our reporting was inconsistent with the facts. And then that's when they fired me. Zach, in the midst of all this, did you ever suggest to anybody that they go to the BLM website and actually read what what Black Lives Matter uh, organization was all about? Uh, It was it was all there for anybody to to read, you know, the anti-traditional Western family, the Marxism, the support for everybody but uh, the black community. Um, Did you did you ever suggest maybe look at what they're about? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing because I, I'm pretty sure that that um, much of the company has been to the Black Lives Matter website. I mean, you mm. can see support for Black Lives Matter expressed from top executives all the way down the chain um, extensively on the hub. Hundreds of posts celebrating Black Lives Matter. Um, and and I did link to the their actual website. Uh, because they make some really outrageous claims about how police are basically hitting down and exterminating uh, black people, yeah. almost like some kind of right. um, genocide or yeah. something. Yeah, genocide. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Zach, oh. hang on, ju- hang on just a second, because I've got a couple of more qu- questions for you, including, I <laughs> no mean, problem. this you while you worked, uh, you know, as a director of data science and not for the news division, this company runs a news uh, company and. You know, Reuters has been a semi-trusted name uh, for a long time. Uh, And who do you trust now? We'll come back in just a second. First, deep spring cleaning can do wonders for your home. But when you really want to take things to the next level and really spruce up the house and not break the budget, Blinds.com. Blinds.com has both the expertise and the vast selection necessary to help you find the perfect window treatments for your home. By the time they're done with you, it's going to look like your entire house uh, had an extreme makeover. They have both indoor and outdoor products, so your deck and patio can look as amazing as the interior of your house, and they'll make the whole process easier than ever. Just getting access to uh, expert design consultants for free. And the installation, one low cost, no matter how many things you order. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 40% site-wide. It's Blinds.com, 40% off site-wide right now. Rules and restrictions may apply. Blinds.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So did this did this shake you on Reuters? I would assume that you were working with the news department and you felt, you know, at times uh, when you were working with them, they're reasonable people, et cetera. Did this shake your belief that you can trust news? Yeah, well, I think my evolution goes back a little further. Um, so 
I mean, I, I grew up in a extremely blue household, uh, an extremely blue city, an extremely blue state, Boston, Massachusetts, right? So, yeah. you know, I was I uh, deep within the blue bubble lived most of my life. And over the last sort of, I don't know, five to 10 years, I've been sort of uh, and deprogramming myself. And at this point, my views are all over the map. Sure. Um, and that's, I think, part of what allowed me to even be following the research and be curious about this issue to begin with, is that I wasn't so locked within that kind of blue media bubble anymore. Um, the- it's actually sort of a funny story. One of the things that got me sort of going on that, when, when Donald Trump was elected, I kept reading in all my news sources about how he was bringing this white supremacist anti-Semite into the White House. Uh, Steve Bannon. And I was like, you know, as a, as a liberal, I, you know, I didn't know very much about him, but I, I read that, you know, he was, the evidence that he was anti-Semitic was because he runs this anti-Semitic website called Breitbart. <laughs> so I was like, what is this Breitbart? I've never seen it as a liberal. I've never bothered to like load it up in my web browser, but I started reading about it. And what I discovered is, you know, the website was conceived by two Jews on a trip to Israel, owned by those Jews, <laughs> run by those Jews, you know, staffed by Jewish, uh, you know, managers well, and reporters and editors. That's right? what and they so want they were, you to believe. Were... <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, um, you have filed a complaint with the Massachusetts uh, Commission Against Discrimination uh, related yeah. to EEOC, and you have to do this to file a lawsuit. Um, do you expect anything to happen with a government agency? Um, I don't know exactly what to expect. I mean, the, their conduct was so um, blatantly Ill- the letter of the law. Um, I was complaining about a racially hostile work environment. Um, I literally being bullied on a racial basis about how I wasn't allowed to talk about things and how they were ashamed because I was talking about them because of the wrong race and call me, calling me a Ku Klux Klan member purely because of my race because I was talking about, you know, how, how we were, our reporting was hurting black people. Um, so anyways, the, basically they, they, you know, they, they're, so that's highly illegal, right? You're not allowed to um, fire people when they complain about a racially hostile work environment. <laughs> right. That said, there really aren't that many cases um, that sort of flesh out the legal landscape in this regard. And it's possible that judges will say, well, you know, it doesn't, you know, those protections don't apply to. Oh, really? Really interesting. Um, uh, well, sort of a, a little bit of a unexplored area of law, according to my lawyer. So, um, or, a, you know, a still a, still an area in flux. So it will be curious to, See what the courts say. So, Zach, the you could bring it to the Supreme Court. Um, the, um, uh, the the work situation for you. Are you having a hard time? Did you have a hard time finding another job after this? Well, I'm still I'm taking some time off. I'm actually in the process of writing a book, um, sort of discussing how you know as a culture we've abandoned our commitment to free speech in the marketplace of ideas. Um, and how we've lost track of what it means to have like an honest dialogue and an honest debate about policy yep. issues. Yep. And also about how Americans can find um, accurate information in, a, in an environment which, where their media sources are so deeply compromised. So I think, you know, as coming from within Thomson Reuters and seeing, uh, seeing how a, a giant media company 
works on the inside and how it was taken over by this new racial ideology it's ugly. Um, gives me a sort of a unique vantage point for well, when, when you have that ready, I'd love to have you back on again. Uh, you're well thought out, and uh, I love the fact that you're somebody who just, you're ending up where you are because you uh, just did your own homework, and it changed your life. It changed your point of view. That's, an, that's a sign of an honest and brave person. Zach, thank you so much. Zach Kriegman is his name, former director of data science at Thomson Reuters Labs. The Glenn Beck Program. Are you ready for the other shoe to drop? Uh, I am, but are you? I've been warning for a long time now there will soon be massive food shortages hitting grocery stores all over the world. I don't know how bad it's going to get here in America in the next 12 months. But if we don't change our energy policies, it's going to get very bad, very bad. All right. Food doesn't grow without fertilizer. We're having a hard time with fertilizer here in America, but other places it's 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 impossible to grow the the crops. Africans are going to starve to death in the next 12 to 18 months. India now is no longer shipping food overseas. Everybody's starting to say, keep it here, keep it here, keep it here. Uh, I want you to go to Prepare with Glenn. You'll be able to save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit. It's from My Patriot Supply. They're tremendous. Everybody in your family should have this. Go to preparewithglenn.com. While these kits uh, uh, last, and they do ship fast now, so please go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. And don't forget, tonight at 9 p.m., the Glenn Beck special, Biden's Crime Family. The left-wing media has been working overtime this week to paint all Republicans as subscribers to replacement theory. Now, honestly... I don't know if I ever heard of replace. Isn't there a Christian kind of fringy theological replacement theory where it's like, yeah, Jews aren't Jews anymore. We're the Jews. We're the we're the chosen people. And it's like, no, yeah. no, I'm I'm sorry, no. Um, however, um, I don't think I've ever heard it um, as a as a plot to take over America by breeding, unless you're talking about, you know, Margaret Sanger, right? right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's before I did my homework. <laughs> my gosh. White people, and especially Republican white people, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. First of all, you're in trouble because, you know, they're going to be people of other colors that eventually rule the world. Yeah, yeah. How do you like them apples? Panic, right? You're being replaced. So <clears throat> no serious conservative that I know, no conservative that I know believes in replacement theory. Um, you know, we're generally not sitting around in the dark smoke filled uh, star chamber talking about how to solve replacement theory. Maybe it's just me. I'm attending all the wrong star chamber meetings, um, but I'm pretty sure. I, uh, I haven't missed any. Um, I think most conservative-leaning Americans 
may have never even heard of replacement theory until the media. Now, this shows you the media is this shows you that the intellectuals of our country, um, they're way ahead. They have an answer for everything immediately. Have you noticed that this time it was replacement theory? And, and we keep standing around going, wait, what what is what's non-binary mean? What? OK, they introduce all kinds of new ideas and everything. And they're like, yeah, yeah, the Republicans, they've been talking about replacement theory for you. And you're like, I don't even. OK. Well, then I did my homework and I am about to blow the lid off of the Republicans um, in our political and cultural debates, the background of replacement theory, and I'm not making excuses for it, but the background is more complicated than, you know, the media is making racist Republicans are spreading replacement theory and creates racist mass shooters. So it does exist. And I, again, I'm not making excuses for it, but it's more complex than that. One of the most prominent spreaders of replacement theory panic was a U.S. senator. Um, in 1947, he wrote a book, Separation or Mongrelization, Take Your Choice. Now, I don't know if you've read that one yet. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I've missed that one. Yeah, I'm not up Shoot. on my mongrelization <laughs> uh, books, but I'll look for it. Okay. Um, his name, probably never heard of it. His name is Theodore G. Bilbo. Uh, he was a senator. He spent two terms as a governor. He was a political icon at the oh, time. Republicans. There was a statue of this. I mean, I would be careful. Uh, there was a statue of this guy. So how do we not know of this guy? He was indeed paranoid. Uh, he was paranoid because the growing population of black Americans posed a serious threat to the white civilization. And if I may quote, because they're classy, classy quotes from this guy. Great civilization of the ages have been produced by the Caucasian race. End quote. <laughs> Um, black people moved in and destroyed our societies like ancient Egypt, creating a mongrel race. Thus, the mm. title of the book. I think mm -hmm. that's the that's the classic that everybody was singing back in the 40s. <laughs> um, the mongrel not only lacks the ability to create civilization, but he cannot maintain a culture that he finds around him. Uh, he uh, also uh, said, quote, I'm convinced beyond every reasonable doubt that our race is in jeopardy. And at the present rate of interbreeding uh, and intermarriage between N-words and the whites in nine generations, oh. which is only 300 years, there will be no whites left in 300 years. Panic, everybody. He also said, I'd rather see my race and my civilization blotted out with the atomic bomb then see it slowly but surely destroyed in the maelstrom uh, of interbreeding, intermarriage, and mongrelization. Okay, he was a good guy. Um, when he was he, when wow. he was running to keep his seat in 1946, <laughs> uh, he said, "By any means, keep the N words away from the polls 
And if you don't know what that means, you're just plain dumb, end quote. Now, as I said, there is a statue <laughs> of this guy in a U.S. Capitol. OK, not uh, I mean, a state capital, not the U.S. Capitol, a state capital. Uh, it's sitting in the capital where he served as governor. It's in the capital of Mississippi. And the the uh, statue of him now sits in a storage closet, I believe, in the basement of the Capitol, way in the back of the closet. And that's why Republicans don't know anything about replacement theory, because it has been hidden. Nobody wants to remember this guy. Nobody wants to remember his membership in the Klan, his horrible mm. racist rants and theories, his horrible books. I can't speak on the mongrelization one. I haven't read that one. <laughs> Sounds snappy. Um, you already, already, people, they don't want to know this because they already have to explain away Margaret Sanger or Woodrow Wilson and all of the other racist progressives who built that party into what it is today, the modern Democratic Party. I, I, you probably already knew, uh, but I forgot to tell you that Theodore Bilbo was a Democrat as a senator and a mm. Democrat as a governor. And I can't blame them. I mean, and I can't blame you for not knowing it because progressives have this history of tearing down statues of people they want to erase. And I can see mm -hmm. why they tore, tore this man's statue down. They, they should erase him. Except, you know what? I was thinking about this when I was when I was looking at uh, Senator Bilbo's record uh, last night. I thought to myself, you know, I happen to believe that you never learn from history if you erase history. You know? Like we would have known what uh, the you know, what the real fear of uh, of replacement theory really was about. And that's mongrelization. <laughs> Had we seen that statue and said, who the hell is that guy? So I know it's in a closet. It probably hasn't been seen in years, but I uh, on, on good authority, I do have that they still have it in the basement of the Capitol. And I would like to. Ask the governor of Mississippi. In fact, I, I think I'm going to try to call him today or tomorrow. I'm going to ask him if they still have that, if they will donate that to our American Journey Museum. I'll put it right next to the Human Betterment uh, Foundation from California um, with the letter from the Nazis saying, hey, with what you guys taught us about eugenics, you have certainly stirred into action a country of 60 million people that can't wait to put your ideas into practice. I, I'll put it right next to those guys. Oh, and the Woodrow Wilson stuff where he was resegregating the military. Um, yeah, I'll just I, we'll just do that. So if the state of Mississippi and I'm dead serious, I will bring the truck and the movers if the state of Mississippi would like to go in the basement with a flashlight and find that statue of Senator Theodore, Theodore Bilbo, I will make sure that people see and understand the evils of replacement theory. And they will also know exactly which party has been the driver of replacement theory. As a free service.
free service. Mississippi, mm. I'm dead serious. Take me up on it. Back in a minute. You know, we recently found the uh, Biden administration uh, is taking veterans affairs resources to help illegal aliens at the southern border. They are taking money from our VA hospitals and transferring that money down to our southern border. My grandfather would say that makes me hopping mad. I use a different language uh, now than my grandfather when I'm off the air uh, and when I hear things like this. Um, can you please join in support of our veterans and our first responders, the cops that get shot and leave families behind? There is a great, great charity. It is called Tunnel Two Towers. Tunnel, the number two, Towers, Tunnel Two Towers, T2T.org that I would like you to go check out yourself, make sure you agree with everything. I think they are one of the best charities out there when it comes to supporting our veterans. They are fantastic. Um, if there's a veteran or there's somebody who doesn't come home, if there is a family that he leaves or she leaves behind, they cover the mortgage. So they take the family out of you know collapse. Uh, also catastrophically injured. They help build mortgage-free smart homes to help them live as normally as possible. And they now just started Operation Home Base, which Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. These people are actually doing something, not just talking about it. If you would like to help, donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's $11 a month at T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Tonight, a closer look at the growing evidence against the Biden crime family. And that is exactly what this is. Um, you know, our, our government is turning turning into the mob. Um, you know, they'll break your legs. You don't agree with them and don't go their way. They will put you out of business. They're going to make you offers that you can't refuse. <clears throat> well, it makes sense that we're running our government like a mob now um, because this is a crime family. That is now in charge. <clears throat> we all know that Hunter Biden is a is a seriously deeply ill degenerate, uh, deeply ill. Um, I mean, if you've ever touched the laptop, you should get a tetanus shot at least. Um, and the salacious stuff on the laptop is sad and pathetic. But uh, there's more than just the stuff about Hunter and the Biden family. The, what's most relevant is the stuff about Joe Biden as vice president and what he did and the money he was taking, the things that he did after he knew the laptop was found, he still went in and was meeting and arranging things um, for Hunter. So Hunter could bring in the cash for the family these things happen in Ukraine. That should that should take your breath away that millions of dollars were routed from Russia and Ukraine right into the vice president's son's bank account. 
Um, and that money is provably used by Joe Biden. There's two set of rules, one for regular citizens and one for the ruling elites. But our nation does not recover if we don't care about the corruption at the highest level. If we don't correct this, if people don't actually go and and go to jail, we don't recover. Tonight, nine o'clock, the Biden crime family, why Hunter's secrets are really all about Joe. Tonight on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Make sure if you haven't joined us yet, please become a member. We sure would appreciate and we really need your help. Um, you know, I was just talking to one of the talent in the hallway the other day, and I said, we are the Alamo. We will be the last one standing. That is what we are preparing to do and be. So please join us at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn tonight, 9 p.m. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, crime and crime families, the Clintons, uh, that crime family has gotten away with things over and over and over again. Just look at the death list. <laughs> okay, thank it's you for bringing longer that Longer all yeah. the time. All right, thank you. Um, an FBI supervisory special agent testified yesterday in the Sussman trial that it took him and another agent less than a day to ascertain the data and white papers on two thumb drives Sussman gave to the FBI did not support the Trump Alpha Bank secret connection allegation. One day, hmm. he said, we finished it in the afternoon, by the afternoon. That is remarkable that that even got out, that the press had been, uh, they kicked that around for a long time. Well, um, they are trying to make the case <clears throat> uh, against Sussman for lying to the FBI because he said, look, I, I'm not working for any client. I'm not working for anybody. I'm just trying to be a good citizen. We found this stuff and uh, you should look at it. Well, he was working for Hillary Clinton's campaign and um, it was bogus. It was all bogus. Now, Trump is suing Sussman and Clinton, among other Democrats, for malicious allegations that his 2016 campaign colluded with Russia. We know that is false, and we know where that came from now. He's suing him for $24 million in damages. Um, he deserves every dime of that for what his family was put through and the way he was treated. Uh, I think he deserves much more than that myself, but, you know, whatever. Um, however... This is not about Donald Trump. This isn't about Hillary Clinton. This is about us. Are we going to accept crimes like these? That was, I personally think that's treason. You, excuse the pun, trumped up and made up things to try to get the president to be removed from office. That's treasonous. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we're just looking at the uh, Pennsylvania race between Oz and McCormick. Um, 800,000 votes. He's, what, 2,500 votes? Yeah, apart? right around there. It's 33.3 to 33.1. Or maybe yeah. it's... No, 33. 31.3 to 31.1. Right. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if this audience had anything to do with how close it is. We I had him on. Did. We had McCormick on yesterday. And 
You he know, was good. I had no idea. He was very good. Um, mm-hmm. And if I were living in Pennsylvania, I probably would have been voting for um, uh, Barnett. Um, but if I heard yesterday's interview, I might have said, you know, mm, it's yeah, closer t- with him. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know. And the other thing, I don't know who Oz is. Never met the man, never talked to him. Um, and uh, I have since Donald Trump, since I was so wrong on Donald Trump, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm, Lord, whatever you want. You just please let us do your will and let them, whoever they are, because he obviously can use anyone. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There is a real threat to our national sovereignty. It is happening next week, May 22nd through the 28th. That starts Sunday, right? The World Health Assembly, the WHO. We all know how bad and how corrupt the WHO is. We learned it in COVID, right? Well, we are now going to Switzerland with every country except for Taiwan, because they're not really a country. China is gonna be representing them. I'm not kidding you. They have been disinvited. I wish they would disinvite us. Um, There is a new treaty that, I'm sorry, it's an old treaty, but it is being updated. And if these updates happen, it doesn't matter. Congress and the Senate, they don't have to have a two-thirds vote to ratify this it's already something we're in this is just updated rules and it destroys our national sovereignty i will show it to you in 60 seconds you still paying hundreds of bucks for a cell phone a cell phone plan with one of the big boys I got bad news. Not only you're overpaying, but you're probably also helping fund leftist causes. I don't. I, I have to have the people from Patriot Mobile on separate from a commercial. Sometime I am so impressed with these people on what they do and the die-hard belief that they have in our nation. These guys are warriors, uh, and they are out. They were some of the the first activists that were out on CRT were from Patriot Mobile and funded by Patriot Mobile. That's what they do. So you want somebody who's fighting on our side? PatriotMobile.com. Switch today. What do you, why? why? Why would you stay with companies that are giving money 
to all of these organizations that are fighting against it. Why would you give money to a group of people who don't really like you? They tolerate you and your cute little opinion. Do business with people who want to do business with you and have a great business. You'll save a lot of money. You get the same self-service and somebody who fights with you. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Switch today. 972 Patriots. All right. Uh, I want to bring in Daniel Horowitz because, uh, Daniel, you have uh, you have done a lot of work on this and you've you started this years ago. Um, but you really have boiled this down to what's happening next week. Daniel Horowitz, writer for uh, uh, The Blaze and uh, Conservative Review. Daniel, tell me what's happening here. Well, great to be back with you. And I'll say it's worse than having our national sovereignty abrogated. It's really our bodily sovereignty. Uh, Typically, these international treaties would affect the sovereignty of our nation. This will affect our bodies because the wheel started to churn in the minds of those behind this entire COVID regime, the Great Reset, over the last year. Wow, the people are really acquiescing to this pretty easily. But they were a little bit perturbed that you did have Sweden, you had Florida, you had some areas doing their own thing. So their goal is to create a pandemic treaty that will synchronize and consolidate the control under these global authorities where they could basically lock you down. They could force, uh, you know, therapeutics on you, say, you know, you're a public health threat. This is what you need to do. We're going to declare your region a public health emergency and we can do anything we want. Now, they were working on that for a while, and I was always wondering where the Biden administration was, because you know they support it. They were awfully quiet. Well, it turns out that they quietly submitted amendments to this 2005 International Health Regulations in January. No press conference, no uh, press release on the WhiteHouse.gov website. We sent them. Our White House sent them. Yep. They sent them, and you could see the strike through. and. Basically, every the, the upshot of it is it takes away the determination of the state. The WH Secretary General shall, instead of may, do this, take, took out all the consultation requirements with the state. But we didn't even know about this until a few weeks ago, um, and they're going to submit it at this conference. And like you said, the reason they're doing this is because Biden knows he doesn't have 67 votes for a treaty. So like everything else they do, rather than a treaty, a law, really everything they did throughout COVID, you just do it executively or make an end run around it. So they're going to have a de facto treaty without calling it that. And that's the way they plan on getting this passed. And look, Biden claims to already have the support of Canada and and most of Europe. So this is uh, this puts the WHO in charge of really any kind of. Uh, pandemic, any kind of uh, traumatic event anywhere in the world. They're calling the shots, not our local or our national people, but the WHO, correct? Well, in plain English, China. Um, and, yeah. and, I, and I think I think you can't discuss this WHO effort in a vacuum without noticing last week the Biden administration held this, what he called the Global COVID Summit. And the sum, the summation of everything that was said on that Zoom get together was essentially there is a worse pandemic coming in the fall and winter. 
Now, how they would know that is kind of interesting, uh, but I think we should take them seriously, that they might know something that you and I don't. And they seem to be into indicating that, yeah, you know what, maybe COVID wasn't quite that bad, but this is going to be really bad. Now, think about how uh, Wuhan gaslit the world to respond in the way they did. And now you have a whole new level of Shanghai. And then now they're saying there's going to be an even worse pandemic that perhaps should uh, engender a need for an even more severe lockdown like we're seeing in Shanghai. Are they saying that that's, that's coming? They're trying to accomplish. Uh, are they saying that's coming next winter? This coming fall winter. Yes. Because, huh. you know, this uh, treaty, um, the, the changes kick in in November. You know, they don't kick in right away. You have to wait until next fall, right around election time when they kick in. So the way, Glenn, the way I understand it is that under the current rules, uh, a party could rescind their support, a state actor could rescind the support for the regulations uh, within 18 months. So the amendments would truncate that period to six months, which, as you note, is designed to basically correlate with the lame duck session of Congress where wow. maybe maybe it will be after the election, but before the new Congress is sworn in. Uh, how bad on a scale of one to ten? I mean, because everything is on fire right now, it seems like. And, you know, you can only pay attention to so much scale of one to ten. Ten being holy cow. Constitution is on fire. We're all going to die. Look, it's a mountain ahead of us pull up and one being eh, where is this you know glenn i i would say that where we're headed is is a 15 is something we can <laughs> never imagine and again I, i'm not saying it's the who provisions in a vacuum it's what yes it represents and what they're trying to accomplish yes a lot of people are under the false impression that it's over with covid's over with uh, the, the lockdowns are over with. We're never going back to that. If you understand the background behind this, which a lot of it, we still don't have all the information, but we have our suspicions. They ain't done with this. They, they're not. And I think, you know, if you put yourself in their shoes, they were pretty successful. I mean, they walked in without firing a shot. They did not have much opposition. You look even at a lot of the red states and, and they, they fell for a lot of this to this day. Um, I mean, the FDA announced they're, they're approving a third shot, and not just approving, but marketing, distributing a third shot to 5- to 11-year-olds. Name me the red state that has stood up and said, we're not doing this. I think Florida recommends against it, uh, but I, I don't see too many Republicans speaking out. So I don't think we have undone this. We have not immunized ourselves uh, through state constitutional amendments and other efforts from this happening ever again. So in the past, the reason why I say it's a 15 in the past, it's like, oh, they're going to tax us. They're going to regulate us. They're going to take away our national sovereignty. This they quite literally view us as lab rats in their new global design. Yes. And I think there's no limit to what they plan on doing. It is so frightening um, because, you know, they they all love the chief advisor to Klaus Schwab um, is uh, Yuval Noah Har uh, Harari. And if anybody knows who he is, he is a favorite futurist of everybody on the left. They love this guy. 
Um, and he has said, you know, globalist elites are going to use crisis to bring about world government. But he says it in a good way. He's like, look, it's going to be a crisis. And, you know, we can program people. And, uh, you know, he is he is terrifying, terrifying on the things that he believes that would be put into our bodies. Um, and uh, it's not just the WHO. You know, you have the um, uh, what is the other the other one that is um, the uh, biodiversity, uh, the yeah, the global treaty on biodiversity that is also uh, taking uh, all kinds of uh, of powers from states. Global biodiversity framework is what they is what they're talking about. Um, and um, this one is going to be, you know, they're going to have a new convention on this. And this one will all be about uh, land use. Um, it will have huge implications on food production, farming, property rights, all of it, all of it. And I believe it will cause what Mao saw in, you know, the uh, 1960s, late 1950s, you know, just massive starvation. This is really bad because they're putting these things into these global treaties and Who's going to enforce them? Do you think our military will enforce things like this? Or will they dare to send troops here? You know, Glenn, the sky is the limit. Uh, it, until a couple of years ago, I would have left this off. I would have left the, off the comments of Paul Schwab. Yeah, there's some crazies out there, but, you know, they don't have any power. But I think after the past two years, we need to take this very seriously uh, because they did succeed uh, I, I can't remember the name of the survivor of the Cambodia's um, killing fields. Uh, did an interview mm -hmm. on the Epic Times a couple of days ago, and he noted that the way communism took root is the same guy could be the arsonist and the firefighter. And, and that's what they seem to do. They seem to induce yes. these catalyzing events yes. uh, with the pandemic. I mean, it clearly was not natural. Uh, who and exactly what did it, we're still finding out, but it wasn't natural. It wasn't a one-in-a-hundred-year natural event. So in other words, there's nothing stopping uh, a new uh, uh, pandemic from coming. And then you have all the supply chain shortages, the sudden issues with the baby formula, um, land use issues, as you mentioned, uh, Bill Gates and the Chinese buying up American land. All of this is tightening the noose around us on the vital things we need to survive. And then you throw into the mix the maniacal war on treating COVID, which you would think if you're a big COVID hawk, you'd be, man, you got to treat that thing. No, they were against it, and to this day, they're against treating it. That all paints a very concerning picture, and I think, you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of Republicans and state legislators, and they tell me a lot of their leadership wants to move on from this, but I think you need states to preemptively pass resolutions that these things are unenforceable, we're not going to do them, we're going to pass state constitutional amendments codifying, uh, you know, rights to life, liberty, and property. I mean Look, in a time of a public health emergency. You know, the crazy thing is, Daniel, is that um, you, you can't get states to really understand ESG, which the banks are now going to states and saying your state is going to fall under ESG rules for loans from us. And they still don't really understand the threat. When you start talking about, you know, one global government from the WHO, Everybody's going to laugh that off. And, and I honestly believe that's part of the deal. I mean, they have made conspiracy theory 
into, you know, hey, did you hear that uh, Coke is on sale at the store? Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. I mean, everything is a conspiracy theory now. Everything. Exactly. But you know what? I'm going to take them at their word this time. I didn't pay attention last decade. Uh, Retrospectively, we've been going back and seeing, oh, my gosh, they've been warning with certitude there's going to be a pandemic under the Trump administration. It's interesting how they knew that. Well, this time I'm going to take them seriously. Bill Gates just came out with his with his new book on how to uh, defeat the next pandemic. So, you know, when you have the arsonists as the firefighters, we definitely need to pay attention. We need to get out ahead of this. And you mentioned the banks. And I think one of the biggest threats that we need to understand is that a lot of conservatives have this Reagan-era nostalgia about the private sector. Well, the Mm. private sector was a bulwark against tyranny when it was distinguished and separate from the government. Exactly right. But now that it's actually become one entity, it's, it's worse than pure traditional communism because I can't vote out the heads of Pfizer and the heads of the bank. Yep. And, and, and you can't campaign against them and, you know, go to a legislative hearing and expose them. They're all behind the, the wall. So, you know, all these red states where sometimes you have these Republicans, they say, well, well, we're, we're reluctant to fighting this budding fascism because I don't like telling the private sector what to do when they're only doing it at the behest of the federal government. You have an obligation as a state to interpose on behalf of the liberty of the people. I want to give you something from the uh, U.N. Biodiversity uh, Framework Council. It's being sold uh, as the next Paris uh, Climate Agreement, except it will focus on biodiversity, land use, not climate change. It'll have huge implication on food production, farming, property rights. Also carries with it the potential to cause mass starvation and loss of human life on a scale we have not seen. Uh, Nations and large businesses recently met in Geneva to continue to work on the global biodiversity framework. The hope is it'll be approved and signed by countries later this year in China. Um, And according to the World Economic Forum, the meeting in Geneva was the first time at the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity meeting that leading businesses turned out in force. According to the World Economic Forum, Unilever, gee, they don't make anything, do they? Uh, City, uh, Natura and Company, H&M Group, Walmart, Ikea, Nestle, Um, Also, the International Chamber of Commerce, the World Business Council on Sustainable Development. Uh, There are more than 1,100 companies with revenues of more than $5 trillion that have signed on to this. This is extraordinarily dangerous. Daniel is right. Everything has to happen at the state level. Everything. Please. Please, if you are a a state official, wherever you're hearing my voice, please do not take my word for it. Read about it yourself. This is a coordinated thing, all being driven to the end of capitalism, the end of sovereignty, individual sovereignty, your sovereignty of your body. Uh, The American dream is over unless these things are fought and taken seriously, um, you can start with my book, uh, The Great Reset. It's available wherever books are uh, found. What was the name of your book came out a few years ago, uh, Daniel, that talked about this? Stolen Sovereignty. <laughs> so, yeah, Stolen Sovereignty. Uh, get that by Daniel uh, Horowitz. Daniel, thank you so much. Are you, you're, obviously, you're going to be paying attention next week to WHO. Uh, just keep us informed on what's going on, will you? 
absolutely will be vigilant. And thank you for having me. God bless. You bet. God bless. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. As inflation gets worse, the Fed continues to raise interest rates. There's some key money moves that you really need to consider making, key moves that uh, will ensure that you and your family are in the best financial situation you can be in. And that means paying down debt and shoring up your budget so you can withstand any additional economic hits. The best way to get that process started is to take 10 minutes out of your busy day and call American Financing. Do it. Uh, you're going to get a free mortgage review from salary-based consultants who can guide you through, through strategic ways to make sure that your home is working for you, from paying off high interest debt to shortening the loan term. So many possibilities, and there are all ways that could save you a ton of money. Learn more. Call them now. You could close in as little as 10 days. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. It is, I mean, is there any doubt in your mind, Pat, that we are dealing with people who are so radical, who despise the United States of America yeah. and freedom? No. And they have, they have uh, partnered with corporations for an end run around our Constitution. Mm-hmm. And they don't really, the number of people that would die with their experiment doesn't bother them. Not at all. That's one of the reasons I... You know, the only the only adjective you can come up f- with for yes. this is evil. Evil. They're evil. Right. And we've tried to avoid that word because it's, you know, it's kind of incendiary. <laughs> kind of. But but that is the only... I asked James Lindsay. It who, applies. Yeah. James Lindsay is a guy who, you know, he was an atheist. Yeah. And I said, look, I know you don't use this language, but the only word I can find, and he said evil. Right. And I said, yeah, it is. It yeah. is death and... Dist- this is a death cult. An absolute death cult. All right. See you tonight at 9 p.m. Blaze TV, the special, the Biden crime family. You don't want to miss that. All right. Six, yeah, yeah. The six weeks in a row now, the Dow has dropped. The only thing not being inflated is your bank account, your retirement savings, the value of your hard-earned dollars. Does anybody else feel like me right now? It's just like, I just, I just want to know the money I have. I just want to keep the money I have. You know, I don't know where to put it and have it safe. Well, there is some place that you can go, um, and that is Goldline, gold or silver. The most sought after silver products in the precious metals market right now, Goldline has. Call them to find out about them. The new Ben Franklin silver rounds. These are things, these are collectors. Um, And they, trust, ask them why that's so important. Um, But uh, they were designed by me. There's a full ounce of pure silver uh, minted with Ben Franklin on the front. It is, they're beautiful. And I believe will be great like bubblegum cards to trade with, you know. Um, by the way, Goldline is giving away free Maple Flex silver bars with qualifying orders of the Ben Franklin Silver Rounds this week only. So do it now. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Check out Glenn's latest book, The Great Reset. Available right now at glensnewbook.com.
This is the Glenn Beck program. There is some breaking news. Uh, Just after three weeks after its announcement, the Disinformation Governance Board is being paused and an intra-departmental DHS working groups will focus on disinformation and they have been suspended. Uh, Nina Jackowitz is now considering leaving. This is coming from the Washington. Oh, that's a darn shame. Yeah, Washington Post. Wow. Now, there's a couple of things. I didn't think this was possible, but huh. it landed, lasted longer than CNN Plus. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, the, um, the DHS board. Now, here's why I say I don't believe it. I do believe that it is shutting down, but I don't believe that. Let me tell you a story. Uh, the doctors, not the Nazis, the doctors in the children's hospitals were the ones that came up with euthanizing a whole bunch of people. And they just decided that it was the best thing for the families. And they lied to families and they'd say, oh, you know, your son or daughter who had been in a home uh, got a really bad cold and died. Well, that's weird because like 80% of everybody's getting this really bad cold. Um, and uh, they, the parents all started talking amongst themselves. And it was found out that they were euthanizing undesirables. Uh, and they were doing it in the hospitals. Uh, it was the T4 program. Well, Hitler found out about it and he was outraged. He could not believe that you would do that. Really? The, the mm. people of Germany, mm-hmm. we have, we have. We're better than we're that. We're better than that. Mm-hmm. We're better than that. And we, mm-hmm. we can't allow these things to happen without parental permission in the first place. But then just killing innocent babies, it's just wrong. And it's not going to happen. Not going to happen under my watch. Microphones go off and he says, okay, docs. Just put it in another part of the hospital and hide it. Continue. So that went on. Um, now, I'm not comparing these two, obviously. I mean, <laughs> if I was going to compare it, I would say that it was, uh, you know, the uh, Ministry of Information, you know, mm-hmm. from the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't believe that they are going to walk away from that kind of power. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How else are they going to do it? That's what everybody should be asking themselves right now. What Mm -hmm. is the other, what's the other way they're going to be able to do exactly the same thing? Just not announce it this time. Right. I'm afraid that's probably exactly what they're doing. Of course it is. Have you ever known them to stop? No. No, no, they or improve or improve. Or no. Really? No, we just want liberty for American people. That's all we want. Yeah. No, no, uh, not you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing that is uh, really, really bothering me is our country will do business with the worst dictators and criminals, thugs, terrorists will We'll just send a pallet full of money over to Iran. We'll do any deal with Iran. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you know, I I really 
I can't negotiate with the oil companies. We can't. <laughs> what? Yeah. So we are facing yes. $4 a gallon gasoline, first time ever, national price, $4 a gallon of gasoline. If we don't solve this soon, we're going to be looking at six, eight, and ten dollar a gallon gasoline. I just paid five bucks a gallon for what I have to get for my car. A hundred and four dollars to to fill up. It's a four dollar uh, sedan. Hundred and four dollars. So this is going to affect the price of food, the price of your clothing. Remember. All of this stuff is used, you know, diesel is used to power our trains, our ships, our airplanes, our trucks, all of it. Two weeks ago, before this last big hit, it, truckers were paying 24 cents a mile more in just fuel charges. That's going to hit all of us. And, and what does Biden do? He doesn't allow any leases on land that were supposed to go up for auction last week. He cancels the auction. And instead, he goes to Venezuela and he makes a deal with the dictator in Venezuela so we can buy their oil. The hell is wrong with us? This is so clearly to dismantle America. Because if it wasn't, if you said, no, you know what? I, I tell you, this is about global warming. You know, and we care about people and disenfranchise people and mm -hmm. and people who are being kept down. You would say, OK, which they're saying, OK, but we need oil for the time being. So what do they do? They violate a first principle and go to people who are oppressing and killing people to buy the oil instead of going to our oil companies that are not oppressing and killing people. And say, you know what? This is a short-term deal until we get this turned around. But we're putting things on pause. You go do what you need to do. But understand that this is temporary. They're not even attempting that. And they'll say, well, that's because the big oil Are you kidding me? Look what you've already done to these big oil companies. You only have to do this to Exxon. And then everybody else falls in line. All you have to do is just take your 30% of shares, BlackRock, and say, uh, yeah, we're going to appoint two environmentalists on your board. Then you go to Shell and you say, oh, you're not going to play ball? Huh. Hey, did you see those two new board members we just voted on for Exxon? Oh, oh, you suddenly want to play ball. Okay, okay, good. What did they do to McDonald's to get them to go along in Russia? Remember, Russia, um, McDonald's was one of them that said, we're not going to stay open. Yeah, we want to stay open. We don't want to close down. We have billions of dollars. Well, McDonald's just announced yesterday that they have suspended all of its operations. They did that in early March. And companies say we now will sell the entire portfolio of Russian businesses to a local buyer. Now, who has the money to buy the McDo the entire McDonald's friend? You don't think it's like a rich oligarch, do There's you? There's over 700 in Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's going to yeah. take more than a so, dollar 50 to buy that. Yeah, chain. so I'm guessing it's going to be some dirty guy uh, that is buying now the McDonald's. And McDonald's sold it really against their will. They closed it down and realized we're screwed. Because Putin said, we don't care about your trademarks. We know. 
we know your special sauce recipe and we know how to make them. In fact, we have everything here to make it. So we're just going to open them up anyway. Mm-hmm. Now they're having to sell it. This is, I'm, I'm telling you, investments, you thought investments didn't mean anything when the stock market was going up. You know, you don't have to pick stocks. You just have to know what the Fed's going to invest in. And that's what was happening. You know what the Fed was investing in and the stock market went up. Now the stock market is pulling, uh, is, is tanking because the Fed is saying we're pulling our money out of it. So now you're seeing a more real stock market. I emphasize more real, not a real stock market. But that's why that's going down. Well, you're now crippling American businesses, crippling them. And you're only going to make things worse without fuel. And you will never be able to convince me. I mean, unless you threaten me with like waterboarding, then I am on your side. Uh <laughs> It was Pat that made me say all these things. (laughs) You'll never convince me that um, this regime, right word for it, doesn't want to destroy America. They do. And they've got allies in in the highest places of the corporate world. Yes. You know, like Larry Fink from the CEO of BlackRock, who says you have to force behaviors and that's exactly what they're doing and what they did with McDonald's. Yeah. They forced them to and close all their stores across. That and country. that's what we're talking about with the WHO. They are giving the Biden administration is changing the language in the treaty that doesn't have to go through the Senate now. And the WHO will have the ability to impose things on us without Congress or without presidential approval. That's what they're doing with a sustainable uh, Earth initiative. The UN will be able to say, no, that's our territory. This, th- this is really, really uh, not good. I'd love to see the Biden administration have a change of heart and actually do something that's good for America. I can't imagine that they will. Uh, and you could say, well, they just canceled that, uh, you know, Ministry of Truth. Did they? <laughs> Did they? Because uh, I'll bet you in six months, we'll come back around to this story. Mark it in your calendar. We're going to come around to this story and say, oh, remember when they canceled that? Yeah, they just shifted everything under this umbrella to hide it. Kim wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for a month now, she writes. It's been hard to believe, but my back pain is gone. When I first heard about it, I thought, who would ever fall for that? Right? Right? Now I'm a full-fledged believer. This product is a miracle for me. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Wait, what about me, Kim? I mean, was I just... man. I love hearing stories about people who are... um, Getting their life back. And especially, I really like it when they're like, I'm listening to Glenn talk about it. And it's like, no way. And I get it because that's the way I was. I was like, I'm not taking something that Dennis Prager, who I have tons of respect for. I believe Dennis Prager. Uh, Dennis, I don't know if he actually believes it. I talked to him after I started taking it. He's like, right. It's great. Anyway, 
Three-week quick start. Try it. 1995. Try. Get your life back. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. Feel the difference. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, you know, I always lead with my my mistakes, and uh, that's why I'm doing this in the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I, I spoke in imprecisely uh, about Mike Simpson. It was really... You did, because it, it seemed like you were pretty adamant about it, that you didn't like the guy, that he was not the right one for the job. No, my, my... People uh, should vote for Brian Smith. Yeah, but, but Mike... Mike Mike Simpson, I mean, my opinions are evolving. Oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah. It was just an articul- inarticulate uh, way of saying, <laughs> you know, Mike is the Mike is the guy. Huh. And uh, it's really weird because you, you know, seemed really resolute uh, when you for were Brian, saying it. For Brian, what's his name? I don't even. Brian, Brian Smith. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, I deeply regret the hurt that I have caused my family and my wife. In ha- has your family and your wife been hurt by what you said about Mike Simpson? When Mike <laughs> when Mike Simpson turns the water off at my farm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. They will be hurt. Yeah, but I yeah. want you to know that I have a, a clean track record. Uh-huh. Everyone I endorse, or apparently even coming close to endorse, loses. <laughs> you tried to warn Brian Smith yesterday. Yeah. And uh, that that prophecy came he, true. I wonder if he he woke up this morning they and can... he thought, that damn Glenn Beck. <laughs> so, and, uh, and Brian... I want you to know I believed everything I said yesterday. But Mike, mm-hmm. hear me. Mm-hmm. Love you. You are the huh. greatest. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a turnaround from yesterday. Yeah, I think that idea of, you know, taking the hydroelectric dams down, all just of bringing them, them all down. Bringing them all down to save the salmon. Good idea, right? I'm I'm, That's a good idea. I'm starting to warm to that. You know those salmon are endangered. <laughs> they are endangered. There's not millions anymore. There's yes, just hundreds just... of thousands now. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, well, we're also I'd like to shoot every bear because they eat the salmon. Right. You know, well actually we're gonna just move all of the bears to Yellowstone. Okay. And uh, that should right. be fine. That should be fine. Yeah. Uh, they love wolves. Are the wolves still there? Or did they move them back I a second the wolves, time? Wolves are there. So they're still there. Mm-hmm. Still there. So some other, uh, some other news. Um, there was a, a problem with the counting uh, last night in uh, Lancaster County. Literally, uh, there uh, was another problem. What, do you think that was a joke? <laughs> you can't joke about can't. anything bad anymore because you're no. like, what was it I said to you yesterday off the air? And you were like... Really? Oh, yeah. I it was something that was remember, but it ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. Well, they're taking, uh, you know, they're they're destroying all of the uh, American aircraft carriers. They they don't want any of the jets because of all the it's fuel. Like, wait, it, that's a real story you just read. <laughs> I mean, would it surprise you? No, no, no. Nothing would surprise you now. Yeah. But anyway, there was a real problem. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not. And um, so the solution that the, the people are saying now is we have to be able to open all of these ballots early because that way mm. uh, we'll we'll be able to have the count on time. And we would have caught this early. 
Well, you could do that or you could just look at the ballots you ordered before you send them out. That huh. way, yeah, huh? Yeah, what a concept. It's something that we used to call now. This is old timey. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like sarsaparilla. I'm trying to remember the word uh, quality control. <laughs> Those two words used to play a role, yeah, but you don't really want to have that no. much go into an election no. process, do you? No, that's you too know, much work. You saw, you saw 2000 Wheels, yeah. What'd you think? I was, I think my mind was changed, yeah, on it I, because before I was like. Okay, it's hurting our credibility. Can we just move on? Because there's no constitutional way to change it anyway. Yeah. Let's stop talking about it and move on. So afterwards, I'm like, no. I know. Maybe something did happen. Yeah. There. I was talking to some people in Washington who felt very much like you and mm-hmm. uh, said, I think we need to look into this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But not not to change who's president or anything else because there is no constitutional There's no path to that. that. Mm -hmm. But we have got to secure our elections. I just don't know who I trust to do the inspections.